guys, I'm Ash. And I'm Pete. We're two friends with a combo of seven kids ranging from toddlers to 20s and two crazy husbands. Our paths were not easy. With childhood battle wounds, divorce, second marriages and all, we somehow found each other. And together we talk real life, laugh, cry, and figure out how to survive the day. Music is by Dustful Champion. To hear Dustful Champion's newest hits, search Dustful Champion on Spotify. Hey guys, it's Ash and Pete. Hey. And we are so excited to get into this week's episode. I know. We have two special guests today. We have Brian and Yvonne. Yes, we have two um Two people who can tell us firsthand what it is like to be a spouse of a member of the military. Which is, I think, a really important topic because we don't know what that's like. Right. And I think that although we have so much respect for our military, our, you know, soldiers, yes. it's their entire families that are affected. Right, right, yeah. It's not, yes, they're obviously the ones there and sacrificing, but... Um, yes. It's their entire family that actually has to sacrifice yeah, support. Really. So we wanted to get your guys' sides of the story. Um, so first, if we want to start with a little bit about them. Yeah. So Yvonne, you want to start with a little bit about who you are? Sure. Um, my name is Yvonne, and I'm a librarian at a school here in um, our area. I um, have been married to my husband for 29 years, and we have three daughters. Um, they're all adults now, now, except they don't always act like adults. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, my husband was in the Marine Corps for 20 years. Wow. That's a long time. That's a long time. That is. Yeah. Can't wait to hear that story. <laughs> um, and we have Brian. Hello. My name's Brian. Uh, I've got four children, and I guess you could say one stepdaughter and a fiance. Um, I was actually a military spouse for, I believe, 12 years. Um, but I do have four kids. One's 25, the other one's 21, and the other one is 18, who just graduated high school, and I have my 11-year-old. Um, I'm not sure what you guys really want to know. <laughs> We'll find out. Yeah, we'll get into it. Yes. I will say that on top of being a military spouse, I was also able to experience being a dependent of my father, who did his 20 years as well in the Navy. So Yes. I had uh, a long history of it. We actually, Jason was asking that, Yvonne. Um, was your dad ever in the military? Yes, he okay. was in the Army. Yes. Okay. Okay. So he was like, did Yvonne grow up like with military? I was like, you know, I don't know. Maybe. So, mm -hmm. in yeah. the army, in the army, and your dad was Navy. Navy. Okay, yeah. perfect. And then your ex-wife was Navy. As Navy. Well. Mm -hmm. And then Sean, you said it was in the Marine Corps. Yes. Perfect. Yep. All right. Awesome. So Brian, you'll get to. Well, both of you will get to tell us a little bit about that aspect too, being kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, because that. I mean, did you move much? I did not move. I was born. In Lemoore, at the uh -huh. naval base at the time, they had an actual hospital there that was not what they have now. It was 
more of that Flintstone house style <laughs> hospital. But I was born there. I uh, lived on base for a few years, and then we uh, moved out to the actual town of Lemoore. Okay. Uh, my father was able to do his full 20 years stationed there. So while he was gone all the time, you know, my mom and me and my sister were still left at home. Okay. So, and so the majority of your childhood, you did not grow up on the base? No. Just okay. Probably till I was five or six. Okay. And, but for, for an individual to be able to have that story, that's pretty impressive because military does move a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. Is it, is it common at all to really be able to stay? How was he able to, you know, get that gig? It was basically his squadron was attached in Lemoore and they were attached to aircraft carriers in San Diego. So okay. when it was time for them to leave, they would just fly out to San Diego and then they would go from there. Uh, okay. Most of the time I did not see a whole lot of that part of his career. I just said my goodbyes at home and uh -huh. then he would leave. Um, but I've not met a lot of people that were able to say, you know, I, I grew up a military family and we just stayed in one location. Right. So, yeah. yeah, even though he was gone all the time doing his cruises, you know, around the world. Yeah. Me and my mom and my sister got to stay in one spot. Well, that's nice. Yeah. That and that's, it is impressive because I'm able to say, you know, I had childhood friends growing up right. the whole time where you have, like my kids, they went to several different mm -hmm. schools because we moved a lot when I got married. Yeah. So it, it was a whole different change. Yeah. So I've seen both of it. That's so great. So did, um, so... How old were you when your dad basically finished his 20 year? Oh, geez. I was probably, I'd have to say around 12 or 13. Okay. Yeah. So not a whole lot of my yeah. childhood was, you know, not away from him a lot. But I can remember quite a bit of it. Yeah. But him being retired and me being that age, I still had quite a few years where I was able to use all the military facilities that were available to dependents. Okay. So I could still be seen, you know, health wise, I could still go to the commissary, the Navy exchange. Mm -hmm. um, and not only that, but even after he retired, he still stayed out there and he worked. Geez, I think he's going on another 24 years that he's been out there as a civilian working with the military as well. Yeah. So they've been there. I don't know, almost, 45, 46 years. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Maybe yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. That's special. So you, um, you mentioned that, uh, you guys moved around a lot once you married. Once I got married. Yeah. It took us to North, North Chicago. And that's where my wife at the time was, she had just graduated boot camp, So she was going to attend her school there. And we were there maybe about eight months. And the cool thing about being in Chicago was that was the first time that I ever got to experience snow. So, uh -huh. yeah, you know, I, growing up, I had all my friends that would go to the mountains, uh -huh. you know, for a break and all that. But we didn't do stuff like that. So I got to experience snow for the first time in Chicago. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, from there, we moved to San Diego, where we spent the majority of that time. I want to say we were there from 2000 to... 2006. So, and a lot of that was spent just me and my kids because mm -hmm. she was atta attached to the USS Tarawa. So they were constantly doing workups, going out, coming back for a short amount of time, mostly more gone than she was at home. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, there's 
pretty good bond between me and my kids because we were always together. Yeah. So, um, and then even though we were in San Diego for that many years, we moved three times. Oh. So we were first in Spring Valley, which is still in that San Diego area. Spring Valley waiting for military housing to become available. And once we moved into military housing, we lived in that home for a few years. Then they started the renovation process. So we were moved to a newer military housing, which was basically just a few streets over. And from there, um, once she got back, we moved to uh, Las Vegas. We lived in North Las Vegas, again, in an apartment complex. And we waited for military housing to open up for us at Nellis Air Force Base. Um, she was a recruiter at the time in Vegas. You know, not much out there for Navy, no water. Yeah. So, um, we finally got our house at Nellis Air Force Base. And we lived in our first house for 28 days. So right around that 28-day mark, we were just finishing getting rid of all our cardboard boxes when they told us, <laughs> we're going to be moving you guys again to another house. Oh, wow. We're going to be doing our renovation. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we did that and so we were there for maybe a year or so before we decided to move and buy a house out in Logandale, Nevada so we were out there from 2007 to 2011 and again even though she was there she yeah. was always gone, whether she'd be in Arizona or San Diego doing all her recruiting stuff. So most of the time, it was just me and my kids. Even mm -hmm. when we were, you know, she was on shore duty. Still quite a bit of time that we did not spend with her. And she wasn't able to spend time with us. Mm -hmm. um, and then so 2010, she called me up and decided to volunteer to go to Iraq. At that time, they were doing the closing out, trying to bring everybody home, all our equipment and stuff. Um, and then it was during that time that she was gone and we were still in Logandale that she decided that she wanted a divorce. So we kind of did that whole process while she was on the other side of the world. Um, but I will say that even though we were going through that, you know, I never stopped supporting her. I mm -hmm. made sure she still got the care packages and, you know, I took care of things at home that she needed to take care of, but she was not able to because she wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Quite a few things that needed to be done. Um, it wasn't so much that I was doing that for, you know, the person that I loved at the time. It was more aimed towards I'm doing it to support a service member that is out there and doing her thing. Yeah because I knew that it wasn't going to work out anymore. I mean, we were, we were done. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, we finally decided that me and the kids would move back to my hometown, which is Lamar. And we've been living there since 2011, November of 2011. So already what, 10 years that yeah. we've been out there. Yeah. Um, and in that time, I took about six or seven years to focus on myself focus on the kids, you know, get everything situated. And then I met um, Kimberly. That's my fiance. I've known her for almost four years now, I want to say. And um, she has a daughter and she's autistic, which is a lot different than what I've been used to mm -hmm. raising my children. It's, it's a challenge, but everything's going well. That's and, you good. know, 
considering what, what we're dealing with this last year right, with right, all yeah, the garbage going on. Yeah, right. I can't complain. Everything's working out. Yeah, all my yeah. kids are doing well. Uh, my oldest still lives in Lamar, but he plans on leaving to do some type of technical college. Um, and that's my son, Joe. And then Kelly, she lives in Modesto with her boyfriend and my grandson, actually. And he is already, what, four years old now. So going on five. So, and then my daughter, Mercedes, 18 years old. She'll be 19 this year. And she just graduated high school. Congrats. So, just yesterday. Just moving along. Yeah. Okay. So before we kind of dive into some of the, like, dealing with, I mean, you've had a big history of, I have so many questions about, like, the kids and everything like that yeah. and how you kind of kept it together. But Yvonne... You you said your dad was in the army. Mm -hmm. Did you get to stay in one place? Did you move around? Um, he got out before um, they got oh. married, oh, so oh, he went so in okay. on purposely just to get the um, benefits of college. Okay, okay. okay. So he yeah. was out. Um, they got shortly married after he got out of okay. Oh, that's military. Okay, yeah. so that's so, good. Yeah, you he, didn't have to relocate. No, he did his four years, and then it was just. You know, just to get his yeah. benefits. Yeah. Oh, that's do you, good. do you, both of you think it just was coincidental that you just happened to marry someone that was in the military? Did you find that it was like the the regiment just seemed to like be what you knew? That just mm, no, because I always thought I would marry someone that had like I'm not trying to say it's bad, but like a college education, a, a profession. Yeah. Out. Not yeah. like the military. Right. Yeah. So, no, it was not planned. Yeah. <laughs> or, just you know, just, yeah. just a coincidence. It just yeah. happened. Yeah. Same yeah. here. I, when I met her in high school, it wasn't something that was ever talked about yeah. from her. Um, I want to say she joined mostly because she wanted to get out of Lemoore. Mm -hmm. She wanted to get away from her life that she yeah. had mm -hmm. with her family. Um, and I was okay with that. Um, but she also talked about the benefits of, you know, there's health benefits, there's we're going to be able to go places that you've never been to. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, we just had Joseph, he was just a baby. And, you know, he'll get to grow up and meet new friends, different schools. So it, it was almost like we knew, once she decided that she wanted to join, that at that time, it was going to be moving around. Right. And right. I was pretty excited for that because I'd never done that before, yeah. you know, being stuck at Lemoore my whole life. And um, it was, it was pretty cool doing all the moving and stuff. We usually moved ourselves because they did what was called the Diddy move. And when you move yourself, the military pays you to move. So we would just oh. pack up a U-Haul. And the thing about those was over the years, as the, the kids came and we got more furniture, more, you know, everything just right. kept building up. Right. The trucks were getting bigger. Yeah. Just yeah. so you know, we never did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's you're like, you, you come in and you pack, they yeah. pack your underwear, they pack them. Yeah, I they, know. They will do that, but we chose to get paid to do it. So, so <laughs> that was like my contribution. <laughs> you know, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Yvonne, um, you met Sean not in high school. Yeah, I was already done with college. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, we, I met him through a friend. A friend was dating a Marine and she wanted someone to go with her. Um, it's kind of a funny story, but like when you go, um, they, he was stationed at Camp Pendleton. Um, and 
we were meeting her boyfriend and his friends. I was actually going to get set up with one of her boyfriends mm -hmm. or one of her boyfriend's friends. Um, and to go to the club, it was called an e-club, um, you had to have a military person sign you in because you're a guest. Okay. Um, and she goes, you just get two guys to you play nice and then they sign you in. Well, Sean happened to be one of those guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just never took him off. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it started. I love okay. that. And um, you were out of college? I was out of college. Point? Okay. And this was San Diego? Um, at Oceanside. So Oceanside. yeah, near San Diego. Okay. But you're from the Central Valley. So yes. So were you in school down there? Is that why you um, So then there? when I went, I decided, okay, I wanted to extend my um, education. I wanted to get my master's. Um, so I went to Cal State San Marcos. They had just opened it up and, um, we, um, I went there for a year and a half and I never got my master's because <laughs> we got married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things happen. Yeah. And, um, okay. So, so you and Sean were inseparable at that point. Um, <laughs> and, um, and did he come from a military background? Was he from the military? Um, his dad was in the Navy. His his brother was in the Navy, but not any um, long-term. Yeah, nothing long-term. Did you have to do a lot of moving around with, with Sean in the military? We did not. Um, unfortunately, we had this little thing going on called the war. Uh -huh. So he left a lot, yeah. and we stayed home. He did do recruiting duty. Um, and so we picked um, the Boston area because that's where he's from, okay. um, just to be close to his family so the girls would get to know. Uh, we had one and one on the way just to get to know his family a little bit. Um, but once our three years were done, we went back to San Diego. Okay. And we bought a house early on, so we always had that house, like. That was a place he would he would be going. Like he went to Japan, he went to um, Somalia, he did different humanitarian efforts. Uh, the tsunami in actually he was doing the um, Iraqi freedom. That's when they were capturing who's Hussein. Mm -hmm. um, and um, there happened to be a big huge tsunami during that time, so they changed um, the direction of the ship. And went to go out out with the humanitarian efforts there. So your your oldest is is how old? She, you would have to ask me that question. She's twenty six. Twenty six. And and um and and your youngest is just your youngest is in college. So. Right, nineteen. So how long was he gone for? I mean, because he was gone majority of their childhood yes right? he was so with katie he missed her first birthday most uh he was home for a little bit after her first birthday then he took off again um kylie he was always gone kelsey i don't think they shared a birthday together until she was three or four yeah so yeah he was gone he'd stay home for like three to six months and then leave for nine months to a year and uh, Brian, when your wife uh, was having your guys, because your oldest is, is in their 20s as well? Yeah, he's going to be 25 this year. Okay. <clears throat> and where where were you guys at that point with your oldest? Which year? 
He uh, was born in Lemoore. He was born in Lemoore. Mm-hmm. And then... No, Joseph was born in Visalia. Uh, oh, yeah. But in the valley. Because you right. guys hadn't moved away yet. No. Right? In okay. fact, she, this was... Jesus. She was, <laughs> was still a junior in high school. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And I was just waiting to graduate high school. So, yeah. yeah. So, as she... Like, as you guys had your children, were they born in different areas? Were they... Um, yeah, Mercedes and Kelly, or Kelly being first, was born at the Balboa Medical Naval Center in San Diego. Uh, Mercedes as well, and then Adrian was in Nellis Air Force Base. So, do they normally kind of keep them closer to home once they're that far along? Like the no. yeah, how does that work? Okay, so <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> Normally for her, when, when she was pregnant, so she got out of boot camp and went to what was called C-School. And in that time that she was in C-School, that's when she got pregnant with Kelly. So from there, when she got her orders to San Diego, she was stationed at, if I remember right, the place was called Sima. And that was just some place that she could work until she had the baby and then she would, you know, get her ship. So... Usually around, I want to say around the seventh or eighth month is when they would take them off the ship if they're pregnant. Wow. So that would have happened with Mercedes. So she was pregnant with Mercedes while she was on the boat. And yeah, it was for actually that one, it was closer to the nine months. Oh, wow. Um, they wanted her to come off, but she wanted to stay on and attend Fleet Week in San oh. Francisco. So she did that. Um, and then when she came back, she had Mercedes. And then, how long would they let her stay, like after having the babies? If I remember right, it was usually between five and six months. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. So, and then at that point, they would either go back to their ship or wherever they needed to have them at until they could meet with their ship. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was kind of different, you know. I mean, you're. You're married to somebody, you're they're pregnant with your child, but yet you're not with them. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of odd that yeah. she was always in and out, in and out. And really with that, you could really tell the difference on like her stomach with oh. her leaving and coming mm-hmm. back. And I was like, wow, she's gotten bigger. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Normally when you're with somebody, yeah, you know, it's that's gradual. home all the time, you can yeah. You know, Did you feel like, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of times that's kind of like your super bonding moments, right? With your spouse, like, and your baby, right? Is like when their stomach is growing and you get to be there for all of those big moments. And she's kind of having these moments kind of on her own, except Mm -hmm. for when she's able to come home and you want those moments with her, but you can't have those moments with her. Did you feel like it, it caused a disconnect between the two of you um or did you just feel like you just enjoyed the moments that you were home and it was like it didn't it always had to be that way you couldn't really dwell on how long they've been gone yeah so because they're only home for a short amount of time so you really don't want to think about okay man you've been gone all this time we got you know you don't but you don't want to force it either because they have been gone for a while it's not like you know, they can just show up and then everything just clicks. Yeah. Because routines have changed. Things are different when you're together as a family. And then they're different when a member's gone. Mm-hmm. 
And so one person is taking care of all the kids while she, for her, it's been military, military, military. That's all she can think about. Because when you think about your family and you get kind of like, I guess you would say into a depressive state. Yeah. Yeah. Accidents can happen because you weren't focused on what right. you were supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it's a little bit different for us where, you know, we don't have that type of lifestyle at home. Um, it's different because you're constantly thinking about what is she going through because you're not hearing from her at that time. You know, we had the email, which was not always available because they would turn it off, you know, certain areas that they were at, they didn't want it on because things can be intercepted. Right. Yeah. And there's times when they're told, you know, you can email your family, but you cannot tell them where we're at. You cannot tell them what we're doing and where we're headed. And so when they find, you know, they monitor that stuff. And when they see people doing that, well, then they close everybody off. Okay. So we're shutting down emails. So, and we don't get word of that. So we're stuck. Yeah. You're shaking your head a lot. So, so the entire time that Sean was in there, um, did you guys have email for the entire time? No, we started out with mail. And then I think around Kylie, it began email at first. I think with Katie, it was an email list sent like to the commanding officer on base. So then we got to read what, and we had to go like to a central location to read the information or the update. But no, it was basically snail mail until um, Kylie when the internet started getting more popular. Yeah. So for you, kind of the opposite, I mean, same question, I guess, really. So you're here kind of feeling all the things, but you don't really have a partner to share those things with right through your pregnancy. Yeah. I, I always called myself a married single mom Yeah. Um, because he was gone all the time. He, he managed to, we were lucky and then he was able to be here for every birth. We were, um, he was supposed to go in deployment um, around Kylie's birth, um, but they delayed it. Um, and then 9-11 happened uh, about three weeks before Kelsey was due or before she was born because she was she was due at the end of October and we had her at the beginning of October. Um, so he's left shortly after that. He left around Christmas time. Um, but yeah, it was a communication. It wasn't until his last two or three deployments that you know, he was older, higher in rank, and he had a satellite phone. So he oh. was able to call me. Oh, that's nice. Um, but other than that, there was really no communication. So you're doing doctor's appointments, you're doing everything. And I think, I think, I would think that their life is a little bit more fast paced. There's so many other things going on versus the families that are here that are just going through the day to day. Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, seems like the days are a little bit longer, right? Right. Than like their days, right? Yeah. For us like, home, yeah, for you at home. They are because it's always in the back of your head to, you know, you want to check that mailbox to see if there's a letter in yeah. there. Um, you know, you, it's nothing like what today is. There's so many ways to stay in touch with somebody. Yeah. So you, you don't know where they're at and what time it is, wherever they are. So that email could come any time of the day, you know, something like that. And, if you're around a computer, you're constantly just checking and checking and there's nothing and the days just keep dragging by. And sometimes you're going a week or two, sometimes three weeks, you haven't heard from anybody. And then all of a sudden one pops up 
and it's just super small, just a quick letter. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, you know. yeah. Got <laughs> your package. Sometimes it's not that. Sometimes it's an email about so-and-so was doing this or this is what I've been doing. You know, not there's no questions about how are you guys doing? And then yeah. you start kind of like, what the heck? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you didn't ask about me or the kids? <laughs> so, it's hard doing um, good things. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah, it was just really hard. And, it, and it's, it was like so disappointing. Like you would have to take the kids to, you know, maybe a birthday party or a doctor's appointment or drop them off at school. And you come home and you missed a phone call from them. Oh, and that's bad. Because, yeah. but you, at the same time, you know, you have kids, you can't tie yourself to the home phone line. Yeah. And it's not like everyone had cell phones then. Yeah. So yeah. that was like extremely hard. And see, when the cell phones did come around the 2000 year, that's back when it was expensive to have them. Right. So you couldn't always be on it. You know, yeah. and yeah. like I said, it didn't have all the apps and everything that are available today. It was right. just minutes and texting. That was it. So even though you had that cell phone, I think it was what after seven or nine o'clock at night, you could use it for free. Minutes. Oh yeah, I yeah. forgot all about See? that. Yes, yes. yeah. But Nights depending on where yeah. they're Nights at, yeah, it may not be your nine o'clock hour. Right. Yeah. So they're calling you, and you don't care. You know, you're going to answer it. Yeah. And then that phone bill comes. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. special like plan for people of service members because, yeah i mean gosh that i know in the moment you're not thinking of it but you shouldn't no. have to like stress when the bill comes. yeah yeah because it, it was like that you know you want to hear from them you want all the kids to be able to have a chance to say hello yeah but at the same time you're saying okay we're going on five minutes now so yeah. it's getting kind of expensive okay 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 you know? <laughs> yeah yeah so, okay. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about the kids. Sure. Um, so take a break. Okay, we're back. Um, okay, so I have questions about the kids. So I, I feel like, Brian, for you, you had the kids pretty early on with her kind of gone. Was she, did she just work like in town while they were little? Did she have to, was she ever like gone for several months while they were little? Um, no, she went right after high school. She was home for maybe a few months after she graduated when she decided to start talking to recruiters. Um, this is all the same time frame of, you know, a surprise that, okay, I want to join the military. So most of her last two years of high school was spent with just Joseph. All the other three came after she had joined the military. So really when I say we weren't together a whole lot after she joined, it, it's true. We weren't that, close i guess you could say mm -hmm. um but for me in in the past you know it was really amazing to watch her with her son her first son how she was able to 
handle high school the way she did and continue to raise him because while she was in school and having him, I was working because we needed something to take care of us. Um, um, the nice thing about our mm -hmm. high school at the time was that there was a daycare center and I believe one of her periods was spent with him with some kind of, you know, parenting skills and things like that. So, and after he was born, she lived with her family not too long after he was born. Things got bad for everyone on that side. So that's when she moved in with me and my family. And then even with her living with me and my mom and dad and us having baby Joseph, then it started to get kind of weird for us because here we are, I have my parents and, yeah. you know, we're living with them in their house and I've got a new family. So I wanted to get out and do our own thing. And um, luckily I listened to my parents and, you know, I didn't just storm out and be like, <laughs> we're leaving, you know, we're just going to go. We, we stayed around. We allowed her to finish her high school and do what she needed to do. And she graduated and then we moved into our first apartment complex and, yeah, so we were there maybe eight or nine months, and that's when she decided I'm going to join the military. So as far as doing a whole lot with the kids, the other three kids, I really don't remember a whole lot of, of time where it was the whole family together. <clears throat> so the times that she was home, really was mostly spent at home because we knew it was going to be maybe just a few days. Um, and then when she had the babies, you know, she wasn't in a position to just up and go out and do whatever she wanted to do. Yeah. So we were still homebound quite a bit. Um, but that, you know, at that time it wasn't bad because we were all together. Right. You know, and that's what was important to us. And um, so it wasn't all that bad. So the five to six months, after that, she was always um, gone a lot. Like she would have that after when they were new. The babies, yeah, newborns. Yeah, and I know you brought up the whole nine eleven thing. Nobody expected that. Yeah, you know, here we thought we're brand new. She's just starting out in the military. You know, she's gonna have her times where she's out doing deployments, but when she's home things will be different when they, you know, they call it shore duty. We'll be able to, you know, take trips, theme parks, go visit family, you know, whatever we wanted to do. But when 9-11 happened, everything just kind of went smack. You know, we knew then everything just changed for everyone, not just us. We knew it was for everyone and especially the military. So on that day, luckily when that happened, Joseph had a dental appointment that morning. So she was already had requested the day off. Mm -hmm. um, she was worried that she wasn't going to be able to attend that, that they were going to call her back. But they had the, the whole base on lockdown. So people were not getting off the boats. They were actually stuck. And she was at home waiting for them to let her know, okay, you can come on base now. Mm -hmm. So we had a few days where she didn't have to go back right away. Um, our neighbor that lived below us, because we were still in an apartment complex, he was shipped out immediately. Oh. And so we went down to see how they were doing with everything. And that's when his wife told us, he got told he had to leave. I don't know where he's at. I don't know where they went. 
And so even that lady was in a panic. You know, everybody was just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So I kind of like to think maybe our relationship would have been a little bit different, especially for her and her kids, had 9-11 not happened. Because with 9-11, that just brought stress to everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it caused her to have to be gone more than what everybody was used to. Because I believe what war was before that was when Operation Desert Storm in the Storm, early 90s right? was the last time that they were going through all that. And also a big change for her because she thought she was going to see quite a bit of the world. Yeah. Well, it didn't happen that way for her either. They spent more time out on the ship, out in the ocean, than they did porting because everything was just, nobody wanted us around. They didn't want none of our boats anywhere in their countries. So it was really odd the way things just turned for the worse as far as how our lifestyle was about to change. Yeah. You know, I had no clue. And it just happened overnight, just like that. Um, we had lots of plans that didn't happen and yeah, really just, I bet every military family could tell you that when that day happened, everything changed for them. Well, Yvonne, you said you were about to deliver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was supposed to deliver Kelsey at the end of October. She came October 3rd, um, and 9-11 happened in September 11th. And so Sean, when I woke him up, cause we were still both asleep. When everything started happening, um, we knew right away that things were going to change. Yeah. Um, luckily for us, he was able to be home for the birth, but he left shortly after. And was he home on 9-11? He was home on 9-11. Okay. So um, he went in right away. Um, Kylie, at the time, was going to preschool on base. So... I can't remember. I don't think she went in that day, but shortly after we continued to let her go on base and keep things as normal. Um, because of course that first day we were afraid. We didn't know what was going to happen next. Right. She was going to get bombed right. or, you know, um, but yeah, we wanted to try to keep things as normal for the kids. So uh, Katie went to school, uh, Kylie um, stayed home that first Day that it happened but then the next day she went to preschool and yeah, katie was at school scary. was she on school on base no, no she, she um she went to a at that time she was going to a dual immersion school so um it was not on what is a dual immersion uh it's where you learn english and spanish at the same oh, time okay. And so it was, it was difficult because like, okay, I just had a baby and now he's got to leave. And so I've got a three and a half year old and then, oh no, no, I had Kelsey who was a newborn and then Kylie who was two and then Katie was uh, six. So, um, you know, it was hard. I hear I have three girls and my husband's leaving. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when he's coming home if he gets to you know what i mean well right. yeah yeah and and well and we lost so many people right i mean shortly after it was just like insane i mean we talk about that all the time it's like for us that was our senior year in high school and I'll, we'll never forget that day i'll never forget that day but you think of all the people that we went to school with that we lost yeah. and and that was that was a really scary time. Yeah. 
I oh, can't imagine. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, I can't. I can't even yeah, imagine as it, a family. Yeah, and it was Gary because again, you know, not much available cell phone, so you stayed home because right. you didn't want to miss that phone call. Right. You yeah. know, and yeah. then you know you lose connection during mid call. I mean, and then it's you know you're again. A, I'm a single mom, married single mom. Yeah. I have to worry about my husband and I'm, I'm going to lose him. And at the same time, trying to raise three girls. Yeah. Newborn. Right. With that. Mm-hmm. So, um, how often did you get to talk to Sean after he left for after nine 11? It was probably maybe every other month, maybe. Oh gosh. Same thing for you. Well, she was still around when it happened, oh, okay. but there were days at a time that she was not home because it was constant. The boat was constantly being opened back up. You know, the whole 32nd Street Naval Base would be shut down and anybody that was there could not leave. So if you were attached to a boat, you had to stay on the boat. So even though she lived just not too far from where we were at or where she was at, she couldn't get off the ship. And... You know, we could not just pack up the car and drive down the freeway and and go see her. You know, right. we weren't allowed on base either. Um, but yeah, that morning it was just really odd, really odd to wake up to something like that. Yeah, I think I think you were was, like, for me, it was like shock. Like, yeah, we because, didn't expect this to happen, and oh no, now that it's happened, now that it's happened, um, yeah, yeah. my husband's gonna leave, and I'm about to have a baby. Yeah. So, and I'm, it, I mean, it's I, I'm surprised that he didn't have to leave earlier. Like, yeah, I, I he really was able am. to yeah. be there for that, but I am actually surprised that he even was able to be right. there that long. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he missed all three of her birthdays, her first Christmas, her first birthday, everything like that. Um, I mean, things happen and at home, like even then I didn't know we, we didn't, we had come home like six months um, before that had happened, because we were living in Boston for recruiting duty. So a lot of my neighbors had changed. Um, he was gone. So I had no support except for when my mom came to travel and stayed with us for a time. Um, but like one time, I remember I had all the cabinets open. I was emptying the dishwasher and I didn't think and I put my head up and I cracked my head open. Oh. And I'm like, okay, what do I, what do, I do? What do I do? So I called the one friend that I had met, a wife on base, called her and said, I cracked my head open. Can you please take me to the hospital to get stitches? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. That's no problem. I knocked on my neighbor's door across the street because I knew they had kids. And I said, I'm so sorry. This is the first time I'm meeting you. But I split my head open and I need to go to the hospital. And I have my three babies and my husband's gone. Can you please watch my kids? And she's like, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, like, to have a stranger watch yeah. your kids. In any other situation, yeah. you would not. You would never. But it's like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. And things like that happen. <clears throat> like, we all got the chicken pox, including myself, because I never got it as a child. You were living in a military housing? No. I, no. We had our house. And so I could go get medicine. Oh my gosh. You know, and they didn't have delivery service. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I took on Instagram. And so I had to ask someone, a neighbor, you know, I had one neighbor who was a retired military 
So I leaned on him a lot for things. And he was, he saved me so many times. Like I will forever be grateful for him because it was just me. Yeah. Me and three kids. And so, and that's probably the harder part of not living on base, right? Like you maybe want your, your space or your this or your that, but then at least when you're on base and maybe you have a more of a, like a tight knit connection to people to where they understand they get it. So there you guys are, can, can right. kind of feed off of each other when you, you need would, to. You would think that, but no, for it's a not. woman. Yes. Oh. But for a male who's at home and the wife is gone, it's completely different. Really? Right. Because when you live in a cul-de-sac and it's all, you know, most of the military members are deployed. It's all the wives that are at home. Yeah. So it's a lot different for the male. I don't know how it is today. I'm sure there's a lot more men that are doing it than at the time that I was. So and you're all, I'm not trying to hit on you. I really, yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 Surprisingly, it was the other way around, but <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't hitting on them, but you know, that some of them would get lonely yeah. and I would oh, have to let them sense. know, like, you know, I understand your situation. I'm in that situation too, but <laughs> right. we're not going yeah. down that yeah. path. So, yeah. Oh, wow. You know, oh, it might yeah. be best if you just stay away from this house. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> so. go to another street. And um, we lived um, in a, uh, in Air Force housing. We live in Air Force housing when he was on recruiting duty, recruiting duty. And basically recruiting duty is basically the same. You never see your husband. And um, it, oh, so he did the recruiting duty. as well. Yes. And right. um, you uh, so I was there with a bunch of Air Force women. Luckily, um, I made a few friends and we were close and we did things with families together. Her husband was on recruiting duty, too. And um and I was able to lean on her, which helped tremendously. But other than that, you really, you really felt alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is why when Sean got his 20 years, I hate saying this because, but I gave him an ultimatum. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I can't, I can't live this way anymore. And that's not rare. I've heard that a lot of times from both men and women that were the stay-at-home spouse. They well, were that's just, a long time. That's yeah, a long it's time. because you feel the same way they they do. I've put in my time just like you. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. It's time for us to do something new. Yeah. The the issue with that is the military member is so stuck on what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fears about well, what's out there for me? Because I know what's here for me. Right. The military is here for me. What's on the outside once I get out? Is there going to be a job waiting for me? Are we going to be able to support our family doing this? And most of the time it works out, but you do hear about those horror stories that they got out and they should have stayed in. You know, it's a yeah. gamble, really. Mm-hmm. And spouses feel the same way. You know, it's a scary thing to, like my mom, my dad, when he retired, she said the same thing. I found out years later, you know, she felt the same way. I was, I was done. But when they asked him, when he went into his retirement, they gave him one last chance. We'll we'll make you a master chief if you give us two more years. But you have to move to Japan. And so she, "Mm -mm, I'm not doing this. You know, we're not, the kids are getting older. We've been here for 20 years. Why are we going to do this? You know, so luckily he chose, I'm done. And it was a struggle too, watching him go from, from that to working at Food King, 
doing night stocking, you know? Yeah. And it was, and then at a gas station. So it was then he decided, well, I'm going to go to college. So he did some college and got a degree. I don't know what it was. I'm assuming associates or bachelor's or something. Um, but then he started working back at the base again at a flight simulator. And he's been there, I want to say, yeah, 23, 24 years now. So, which is good for him and my mom because he's got his military retirement, his social security, and then he's going to have another retirement check from this job. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, um, I mean, Sean always said he married me because he knew I was a strong woman and I could handle it. But then again, there's only so much he can take. Right. And especially I think if we didn't have that war, if we didn't have nine 11, he would have been home more often because mm-hmm. yeah. I always believed that we bought the house because we always wanted the girls to have the same friends growing up. We wanted to have that stable household. You wanted them to have a home. Yeah. We wanted them to have a home, not live on base. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though a lot of, most of our friends were military, um, we still wanted that, um, you wanted that that stable environment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A bit, their stable environment included dad not being home. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that that was, that's issues that you know we're dealing with Kelsey now as a grown up, well semi grown up. But but dad wasn't around. Dad wasn't around. It was just mom, right? So then, how do you? So as parents of the ones who have the children, and you know you guys are on a routine. It's just like we talk about all the time. Like you know you have like your your routine. You're this. You're that. You're this. You're that. When someone comes in, when and that's the parent. It's mm-hmm. the mom. It's the right. dad. But they're not on the routine. No, they're not. And so and it, they're it, not. it made it really difficult for him. Are you talking about when they return? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When they yeah. return. So it made it really difficult for him because he's like, where's my place in all of this? You mm-hmm. pay all the bills. You handle all the doctor's appointment. And I feel like a nothing. I need to go back to work to feel like something. And it's not that. It was like, it was a catch-22. You married me because you knew I could handle this and be in charge of all the things at home, but you can't come home and then take over everything and disrupt our whole lifestyle. Right. And even then it was still like a hard adjustment. The girls would always come to me. They still come to me at this, you know, they're in their adults. They begin to feel like left out. Yeah. Like they don't look at me as mom anymore. They don't look at me as dad anymore. I'm just the guy that keeps coming back and forth. The lady that keeps coming back and forth. But she's right. It is an adjustment. And there are arguments that come along with that. Even though you try your best to stay away from that route, it always ends up in an argument somehow. And it's usually because they've been gone so long. They're trying to fit back in. Um, Usually what started the arguments for us was discipline. You know, it's usually the discipline on the children. Like you tell them, "Mm, that's not how I've been doing it. You know, and so why are you yelling at them? I don't yell at the kids, so why are you yelling at them? Or anything of that nature. So it can, it's really a struggle when they return. And it's it's odd because you're just, you're working up to that point. It's been six months. You can't wait for that day where they're coming off the ship or you're, you know, they're flying in. And then it's so happy, you know, everybody's just hugging, giving kisses. And then you get home and it's like, yeah, okay, where do we go from here, you know? You want to spend time with your your spouse, you know. You want to go upstairs and do whatever, or, <laughs> or, you know, but in the meantime, the kids are 
pulling and pulling and dragging the parent that just got back, you know, right. and even that can be a, a thing, you know, because now it's like, well, I've been away for a while. I, I just need some time to collect myself. But the kids are just pulling on you. And and so you're there saying, come on, you know, give mommy, give daddy some space. You know, they just got home. Let them adjust. And it's really hard. So everybody eventually ends up just nagging at each other and getting on each other's nerves. And you just have to work through it all. By the time you finally get back to that peaceful home that you had, it's time for them to leave again. Right. And, and then that's another set of arguments. Yeah. Right and and to Sean, because he was gone so much, I don't think, I don't know if he'll agree, but I don't think he learned to be a real dad. Yeah. So it's hard for him to understand things that my girls say, dad, you know, you weren't around when this happened. So how do you remember that? You know, and they kind of hold it against him. They hold him. They hold that against him to this very day. Kelsey holds that again. You weren't around for my birthdays. You weren't around for Christmas. And it wasn't his fault. Right. Yeah. And And he was doing his job. But at the same time, his job was to be a dad, and he wasn't at that time. Yeah, that's got to be And she makes a lot of sense because my mom went through that with my sister. My sister was always real big on, well, he's never around. You know, that that argument always was between my sister and my mom. Mm -hmm. And when my dad was around, they were so distant, or she was distant from him. Mm -hmm. And whenever he would try to be fatherly to her, she would just pull herself like away. Regret, like, was yeah, just like, who are you? you know, and, you're not going to be here that much longer anyways. So, Two, I mean, with my husband and what he saw, like what he saw, he said of all the places in Iraq, all of them, the most hardest was Somalia, where he saw kids dying, you know, and the relief efforts there, I mean, they helped, but you can't save everyone. And so he had to live with those thoughts in his head, so again, he would also, he, his temper was short lived. Right. So if the kids were getting too loud, he would get irritated or if they were bugging him too much, he would get irritated. Mm-hmm. So we had to deal with that side too. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a lot. We're, we're not going to end this. I know. We have to, we have to end this episode, but I want to, I want to take it. I want to keep going with it. I do too. Because I feel like, are you guys okay with that? Yeah. Oh, coming back? No, just like, we'll keep recording after that. Like this week, we'll cut this week's, we'll be done, but continue recording for like the following week. Yeah. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because there's so many questions. I want to talk about even after, the the after of it, you know? And I don't know, Brian, like you've it's got a like, lot. You've got a lot. Of, I'm sure we both have a yeah, lot. And, and, and some different, some the same. Right. Yeah. And um and and the marriage aspect, because I almost feel like you're then like for you, Yvonne, you know, you guys have been married for 29 years, but it's almost like you have to start all the way kind of back over with someone at when they're done with that, because right. Their ways are different than your ways, and you've got kids in the mix of it that are not used to to you guys co-parenting together right, yeah. under one roof at you know at all times, and and uh, so we're gonna end it. Yeah, we'll be right back. Okay, okay. Next, next, next week. Next we'll be week. Be back. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
segment music by Callie Grace. For more of Callie Grace's hits, follow Callie Grace on iTunes and Spotify today.